Hey everybody, welcome to the Strand Tennis Center podcast. We usually don't do uh, pre-rolls or intros, but we were lucky enough to have the great documentarian Alex Gibney in a few months ago. He was filming his new film that was just premiered in Berlin called Boom Boom, uh, The World versus Boris Becker, about basically his rise and fall. Boris uh, was obviously in prison recently and was released. We were lucky to get him off the set. He was filming here, and we got to talk to him for a good, you know, had a nice conversation with him about 45 minutes about the film, about how he uh, got Boris to do it. And uh, uh, if you don't know Alex, he's an Oscar-winning documentarian. He's done everything from soup to nuts. You can, uh, you can just look at the resume that he has. Uh, he won an Oscar for Enron, The Smartest Guys in the Room, in 2005. He's done The Inventor, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley, Going Clear, Scientology and the Prison of Belief, We Steal Secrets, the list goes on and on. But uh, I won't bore you with me talking. Uh, let's let Alex do a lot of the talking, and we were lucky enough to have him. The uh, film premieres on Apple Plus in March, parts one and two. Uh, so hopefully you enjoy it, take a look at it, and hopefully you like the conversation. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to the Strand Tennis Center podcast, everybody. We are very lucky to have... I tell you, Alex, you're probably, I mean, I don't watch a lot of regular films. You're probably the number one person that I watch. Alex Gibney's an incredible documentarian, Emmys, Oscars, you just name it. Um, we're lucky to have him here filming for uh, a day for, for his latest project. Alex, if people don't know you, which they should introduce yourself, please, sir. I'm Alex Gibney. I'm a filmmaker. And uh, at 69 years old, still an aspiring tennis player. <laughs> <laughs> Alex plays in our early birds. So yes. Uh, did you play this morning? No, you didn't have to. No, not this morning. <laughs> I played yesterday morning. So my first quick question is, if you can describe what uh, we're, you're working on today and what part most of the documentary I heard from Aaron is shot, and this is kind of the end of the, the project. Right. So... We're just in the finishing stages for a doc we're doing about Boris Becker. Okay. Now, the doc about Becker, we started, to be honest, back in 2019. Oh, my God. Pre-COVID. Um, and I was interested in doing a doc about Becker. It was brought to me. I've always wanted to do a tennis doc. And I had seen a doc about... Um, I had seen a doc about Nick Volatari and, uh, that, that Becker was in. And it struck me as being a really candid and interesting interview because one of the problems often with sports docs is that while you know there are many great athletes there are not that many great athletes who are also captivating in terms of being able to tell a story mm. um, and so Boris was was both and so I thought this would be a great thing to do so we were filming with Boris throughout 2019 did a lot of stuff COVID hit Delay, delay, delay. We started to pick it back up, and then we picked it back up again as Boris was getting increasingly into some legal troubles. And then we finally did an interview with him um, a few days before he went into prison. He just got out. Now he's been deported to Germany. But um, anyway, it's been a great experience, and, and it's going to be on Apple. It's two parts. But we've really invested into the tennis. And one of the things we invested in, you know, to answer your question and why we're here, one of the things we invested in is the psychological part of the game. Okay. And so there's certain parts, uh, like, um, like the ball toss. The ball toss is a moment where 
it's just you and your eyes looking at the ball and wondering if are you going to hit it right? Is it going to be in? Is it going to be out? It's a moment when it's when you're inside your own head, um, and and so we do a lot with the ball toss in different ways to kind of signal uh, psychology and. Um, tension, anticipation, also shift between past and present. Okay. So that's what we do. And so today, we're working with a special effects team called Elastic, which has been part of many of my films. We're shooting kind of inserts okay. um, of, you know, the racket coming through the frame. We're going to shoot some high-angle shots looking down. Um, you know, we have a, a wonderful Boris Becker look-alike named... Uh, um, um, Micah Caswell, Mike. yeah, yes. right from, from the University of Texas. I was just speaking with a very nice, yeah, yeah, very really, nice kid. really nice kid, and big game, uh, and and looks physically a lot like Boris. Um, so we're we're trying to do like, you know, the feet le- leaving the baseline from behind, running up to net, you know, and we'll mix those in with some kind of key graphic sequences. Interesting. Uh, like selecting these type of projects, is it just your interest or do people at this point come up to you with ideas or is it more something that you're just, you just can't put it down in your head and you're like, listen, this is fascinating. I need to document this somehow. Like, how does the process work? I'm always curious about All that. of the above because there's sometimes there's a film that I really want to do and then I go out and, and try to make it. Sometimes people come to me and sometimes w- with a project that I may be interested in and then I have to the, the one thing that's true for whether I develop or somebody comes to me yeah. I have to think about it in the context of is this something I'd want to spend a year, year and a half, yeah. two years in the case of Becker now three years <laughs> making um, because you know and, and then you have to think is, is, it, is it that interesting and important enough a story now back to Becker you said he was deported, what is the we're obviously going to t- <laughs> we'll release this later. What is the result on him being deported? Is he going to be in a German prison for a while? What's no. St- oh, he's he's, he's going to be free in Germany. He's deported to Germany, but he can't return. This is my understanding preliminarily because okay. I haven't spoken to him since he's, he got out. He just got out. <laughs> um, but that he can't return to the United Kingdom oh. until after the full run of his sentence which was two and a half years two and a half years so how was that a surprise to him did he was this was this a lucky thing that happened was this supposed to happen like, no it wasn't initially supposed to happen but i think it was a deal that was cut okay you know while he was in i think you know he got a sentence of two and a half years and he got it for essentially not being candid about the assets he owned to the bankruptcy court in okay. the uk because he was forced into bankruptcy because of debts that he couldn't pay. Um, so he claimed bankruptcy and was basically hiding Well, assets, he was actually forced into bankruptcy. Oh, he forced was, okay. Um, because he wasn't paying, and then there was a process by which, so he was forced into bankruptcy. At that point, the, the, uh, he had UK, the b- trustees for the U.K. bankruptcy court were effectively in charge of his assets. Okay. So that they could both make sure that he had enough to live on, but it, which offered him some protection, but also know how many assets he had so that they could begin to start paying some of his creditors. Okay. So, uh, Aaron, uh, part of your production, was telling me how charismatic he is. And Very how, charismatic. 
how and, and I think I remember the the Bulletary documentary was the one on HBO where he was being coached by Nick, and he was very very interesting in that documentary. He has a lot to say. He's he's always got an interesting opinion, and especially when I, I used to hear him on the BBC calls as well for for Wimbledon. He does. He calls. Yeah. He 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 does. The, that was one of the things that I think that made him even more famous in the UK was after his career he started. Yeah. Doing the play-by-play for Wimbledon. Just, just fascinating. Uh, you know, just as somebody that has like, and I even equate it to almost uh, Jimmy Arias, who does a lot of commentating too. Just an interesting take, sees things a little differently, has uh, the ability to kind of like really tell the truth in that sense when really says what's going on. Um, Aaron and you uh, had expressed how much you, you start rooting for the guy because of his incredible personality, even though he might have done some things that were self-inflicted or whatever, but he's just a likable guy. I think that's true. And in his presence, he's tremendously charming and yeah. charismatic. Um, it's one of the things that makes him Boris Becker. I can't, but, but the litany of well, self-inflicted mistakes. Yes, no, no, no. And, I, and, I, and, and I the think waitress and the, the whole thing and that, all that stuff. That's right. I mean, he, Boris has made his share of his mistakes and um, some big ones. <laughs> and also, I think at times, you know, the, um, and it's one of the things we get into in the doc, all of us are prone to telling stories the way we believe they happened. And I think Boris is very much in, in that zone. So sometimes the way he tells stories is often good storytelling, but not always... Um, Consistent okay. with the facts, and uh, I think that's a that's a that's a good way of putting it. The other interesting thing about Boris, I think, and this is a guess on my part, or it's an observation, I should say, not a guess. As a player, and this is something he talks about in the film. Sometimes during a match, he would not try as hard as he probably should have in the first set or two until he get himself down into a hole. And at the point at which he got himself into a hole, he went into hyper-focus, a, a, a kind of level of intensity that allowed him to lift his game. But that's a high-risk strategy. <laughs> in life, Sometimes, right? in not only in tennis, <laughs> yeah, yeah. where it could be hugely exciting yeah. when it paid off, but it's really a high-risk strategy in life. Yeah, yeah. To dig yourself a deep hole and think, well, I can get out of this. He always said he was a slow starter. All right. He was a slow starter, and he said the fifth set is where, uh, you know, it, it's all, what did he say? It's you know more than me now, Alex. It's all guts and mental, and he loved fifth sets. because he, he loves that, and he talks a lot about the mental part of tennis, which I find so interesting. I mean, even as a hacker, you know, there are <laughs> moments either in matches or even when you're hitting where your mind plays tricks yeah. on you, and, and the key is to get into the zone where suddenly you're... You're, you're, you're mentally free yeah. and focused at the same time. It's called getting ahead of the play. A lot of players that we work with, and that's where choking comes in, is where you're not focused on the present. You're focused on the future and hoping for good things to happen. And when you do that, nothing good happens. Or you're afraid of what might happen. Correct. You know, you're afraid, like, what if I miss this shot? Correct. You Whatever know. you focus on, you'll do. I, I tell students, if you, think you're, if you think of missing, you're going to miss. If you think of hitting, you'll hit the ball likely over the net. That's, That's really, right. really what it is. But, Alex, I know you're busy. I just needed a couple minutes sure. for everybody. My last question is, what do you, with all your work, what do you want people to get out of this one? If you, I know everybody's got their different experience, but what are you trying to 
transmit to people with this one and Becker and his life? And I mean, look, part of this doc is just love of tennis. I mean, I think one of the things we've done in this doc is to really show tennis on film in a way that, I mean, of course you can get the impression of it live, but we invest in kind of key moments and key points in a way that no other documentary I've seen in tennis has ever done. So there's that. There's the fun of it. But it's also about the human mind and whether, you know, very few of us are ever going to play at the level of a Boris Becker. But we go through life or even, you know, games we play and we experience the same kind of mental moments, those psychological moments that I think we can all invest in, uh, whether it's about sports or about real life. And so that, uh, uh, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of my films are about psychology and this is one. Well, listen, uh, <laughs> running a small business can make you crazy as well, psychology-wise. You can overthink it and, and stress out. But, yes, and then tennis is a great release, speaking from your end. You come and play, you want to forget about things, too. That's a great way to uh, calm those things as well. Um, look, Alex, it's, it's a pleasure to have known you for as long as we have. We, we used to teach your daughter. Remember, she used to take lessons yes. years ago. Yep. Uh, but it's, it's been a pleasure to watch your films, too. It really is. We just, me and my wife just watched Thernos again. We've watched it for the fourth time. It's just fantastic. Uh, what a learning experience. Great information. And uh, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Delighted. Delighted. Good to see you, Steve. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Alex. Good. Thanks, man. Awesome. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hope you liked the podcast. Please share with your friends, anybody that you know, anybody that's into tennis, anybody that's into bettering themselves, share it.